Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. When we look at tech innovations and founders around the world, what comes to mind? For me, I always think, what was the thought process of this person that enabled them to achieve this? You know, was he lying down? Was he sleeping? Was he dreaming when he thought about this particular innovation? Do they have two heads? Do I have to purchase another head? How can I get the money to purchase another head? You know, there's so many things that come to my mind because I feel like these people are demigods. People who just sit down, they think, they, you know, come up with something and that something flies. And I'm wondering, why can't I do that? I mean, am I not human enough? And Back to Base is that program that was created to humanize these founders and innovators and to take you through how these innovations were made and platforms were founded. Today on Back to Base, we'll be having a chat with Akin Laja Ayofemi, also known as Panshak. He's the founder and CEO of Shaq's Evolution Studios, which is Africa's first iGaming studio, which develops localized content for the African market. Hello, Panshak. How are you doing? Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great having you here. Good afternoon. I hope you're doing well. Hope Nigeria is not is not dealing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm well. I mean, we are all we are all trying to just be the best of ourselves in this time. So, well, can't complain. We can't complain, even if we have a lot of complaints lined up. But let us just dive <laughs> into into this, okay? Tell us about what an iGaming Evolution Studio does. Okay, so Shaq's Evolution Studio is basically a game production or game development company mm-hmm. that caters to developing of content for the gambling markets, right? That is sports betting, casino, lotto, lottery. Basically, anything that has to do with gambling products in Africa. We are Africa's first iGaming studio. So um, we're kind of like leading the, leading the space when it comes to studios that create localized content for the market. Yeah, that's simply put that's all we Okay, so how how do one make this profitable? Well, it's 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 a simple. It's actually a simple call, right? When it comes to profitability, but I think the main before you get to profitability, you just need to once you're able to scale the hurdles, then getting profitable is really just a matter of time. I think the, the last phase to even going live or making profit is actually being able to integrate some of your games to some of these uh, current operators we call them operators so operators are the sports betting companies the casino companies the uh you know the local companies or the lottery companies right so once you're able to get your products on them right based on whatever commercial model that you have then you're simply i mean profit is just the next thing right once you create content that also relates with the audience in the particular region right because what is played in the west it's not exactly what is played in Eastern Africa or what is played in South Africa, you know. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand all these divides and be able to create unique contents for this particular market. Only then can I say that, yeah, you're really going to, you know, make some money from it. Okay, and um, maybe that's why Shaq's Evolution Studios creates localized, like you said. You don't just um, create content, but you create content that's localized for yeah. the African market. So, how do I then start? If I want to go into iGaming, um, having an iGaming studio, what is the first step that I should take? Well, like everybody will say, register a business, right? That's, that's the very first step, right? But because the market is pretty much new, rather than you just going to start developing games, because uh, I, learned, I learned the hard way, right? You know, being the first to do something, there are certain things that we have come to see and we have come to experience, you know, being the pioneer for this kind of thing that we are trying to drive. 
our own learning curve was very very steep it was like pretty difficult to get to where we were now like it's been over two years we, we, we started off in january 2021 you know and at this point now we can now say yes we are actually doing well uh but registering i think you refer to starting up a business or in, in starting up an argument studio you first need to create relationships now i won't say i'm sure most people would have expected to hear create games mm-hmm. right but I, i'll tell you create relationships first because you it's on the wave of these relationships that you get to create your company or create something sustainable because you might have the best games right but because you don't have the relationships and you don't have the connection to the right people and using the word the right people mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty ambiguous right because you don't really know who's the right person so when you create relationship and you've connected with like a lot of people and let them know okay this is what i'm trying to do yeah you know you're speaking with like mds of different companies you're speaking with your fellow products makers you know whether it's in africa or outside africa you know you're interacting right then from there you can now decide to say okay but do a survey and say okay this is the niche that I want to go into because there are a lot of niches, right? We are chat evolutions to the wearing the instant games niche, right? So sometimes the instant games niche or some of our games can also fall under casino games. But we have slots, we have baccarat, we have live games, we have instant games, we have you know, there are a bunch of different kinds of games. So once you identify your niche, you can now go into that and now decide the kind of products you want to create, right? And identifying your niche also means identifying your target market because those two have to go together whatever you now decide to go into will now lead to where you're able to create a sustainable business for that niche for us we are doing for africa right we decided to go for africa because i mean this is like a clear advantage point for us there's nobody doing this in africa and what we are trying to do is build on the gaming infrastructure in africa being the first to do it we scaled a lot of hurdles and we've been able to also spread our contents and create this content to cover certain regions. So for us, we have a current portfolio of 10 games, and these 10 games cuts across different verticals. So there is a vertical for a number game, there's a vertical for crash game, there's a vertical for a spin bottle game, there's a vertical for a penalty shootout. So we have all these different niches so that we are able to get into the different markets and we are pretty much flexible. So what works in A, right? We have games that work in A and we also have games that work in B. So we are able to spread our content and spread our portfolio. So once you get the relationships and you identify your niche and then you begin to create content, right? Then you can say you have like gotten like halfway, right? Then after you get that done, then you should now look at how to get it commercial, right? Because there is no innovation without commercialization. You can have an invention, right? But if you do not have the commercial aspect of it sorted out, mm-hmm. you do not have an innovation. Understand? So that's that's like the overview of, of, of that part. Okay, you've said um, you have to create relationships. And from by relationships, you mean people in that field, right? That particular space. Yes, I do. You're okay, and then you yes, identify your niche. That that is find out what aspect of of this uh, platform you want to dive into and then create content. Okay. So I have done all this. You said marketing your content is the next step. How easy or difficult was that for you? It was pretty difficult, right? Because let me tell you how it started with us. So we created, we started working on our first product in January, 2021. And it was amongst the first crash games. Now in all over the world, crash games are like super, super popular now. And because we did not have, like I said, relationships to ride on, uh, we did not get the marketing technique properly. So we basically just sat on that product, right? And to date, there's no product like 
what we created. The name of the crash game is called Ghostly, right? And it's quite different from every other crash game because we added some new things to it to give that differentiator factor. Now, because we did not really have the reach or the connections or the relationships, we did not really know about scaling the product, right? So we basically just sat on it for a while and, you know, towards the end of the year, then I started, okay, I need to build a relationship. Then I went for conferences outside Nigeria, you know, connected with different people, connected with my fellow Nigerians, you know, and, you know, those conferences are pretty important because you get to meet, like, top people, active players in your industry right and this person can refer you to another person and you know the cycle just keeps going mm -hmm. on and on and on so that's how it was for us and you know over time people need to see your face to trust you you understand because that's the thing this with money i like to say that we are like in the financial technology market but for eye gaming or for gambling because whatever we do is dependent on the operator so this is what i mean say for example i will use bet niger for an example so assuming we had our products on Bet Niger, what this means is that people can play our games through Bet Niger platform. But for Bet Niger to have our games, which means they are opening up their risk to us, mm -hmm. which means whatever goes wrong on our games can literally affect them. Mm -hmm. So there has to be that trust part. People need to get to see you more, right? They have to go here and see you and go here and see you, you know, because the, the industry is basically new and for them to trust you they need to see like you have that that work rate they get to see you see you see you and you know you're here here and you keep trying to like sh show the product to them and tell them oh look this is how it works this is what we like created specifically for you we feel like this is what the this is what the industry is leaning into at the moment right and these games will just be a right fit for you right so, so these are some of the things that you can do to actually like get on that marketing path and you know with time more people get to hear about your name People start to speak about you, right? Because first of all, that's how it, it kind of helped us, right? Because everybody just when once I do like an introduction, oh, my name is Pan Shark. I run an iGame Studio Shark Revolution, be Africa's first iGame. And you know, it kind of like it stays with them because they're like, oh, so there's actually somebody in Africa making games, you know. So it, it that kind of like helped us, right? So anytime I maybe I met someone like months ago, if I do an introduction to say, oh, I met you this time, and they can easily grasp and say. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. I remember you. I remember your content. I remember the games that you have, right? They're unique. They're this and that. So, we are basically riding on that to actually get to where we are. Okay. And so where we want to be. Uh, let us just stand on what you're saying right now. I read that you're Africa's first iGaming studio. What do you think is the reason that you are the first iGaming uh, studio in Africa? Okay, so so here, here it is, right? I have a background working in Maribet, right? I was the marketing lead for Maribet for three years. And where I started to have ideas for, you know, running my own product studio was from the pandemic. During the time where, you know, a lot of spots got shut down and, you know, everybody basically relied at that point on virtual games. And because it wasn't so popular then, but those who had virtual games were able to, you know, give the opportunity to their players to have an alternative to play on. Okay. And at that point in time was when I started working on a product. So I, I, I formed the company with a friend of mine. It was called Paper and Spades Gaming, right? We had an idea for a virtual games product, but you know, by the time we finished it up, football had already resumed. So we just kind of like just stopped it, right? But towards the end of the year, I was like, nah, I, I have like these brilliant ideas that I can run on my own. So I know it's going to be tough. You know, I quit my job for it, mm -hmm. and it, I know it, it takes takes a lot of like courage to quit your job to follow to it work does. on an idea 
but I just I kind of like felt attached to it, and I felt like this is something that I could do, you know. Then I started putting in the work, and you know, did the first product. Then you know, met more people. Then the new year came in 2021. Then we decided to start making more and you know, scale more faster, right? So coming back to how we became Africa's first like game studio. So while I was working in Marybeth, I realized that all the providers that we ever came across, you know, they were all from outside Africa. You know, from you know Europe. Then you have some motor base. Slovakia, Ukraine, you know, different people. And we have like some of these uh, particular regions that were strong, like strong players when it comes to high gaming. So that's where we're getting all our technical support from, whether games or whatnot. So I was like, come on, why don't you have anything in Africa, you know? And the market was growing. So when, as I, when I joined Marybeth, I could count the number of operators or sport betting companies that were in Nigeria then. Like, fast forward three years after, they were like, a lot of entrants so every year we are having at least 10 to 15 entrants into the market that are coming to compete so you're also having international brands that are also coming to compete in africa right so and right now at this moment we're having a lot of investments like it's going on big in kenya rwanda tanzania you know ghana south africa is already the most mature market right but other areas of sub-saharan africa like there's a lot of investment coming in so i thought about it that look if we're having investments into our markets the whole gambling industry there's something else because i'm a future thinker right i like to sit down and think about okay say for example payments right we have things going on in payments okay what's what will payments look like in the next five years what would this look like so i thought about that what would gambling look like for africa in the next five years if we already have operators which are the betting companies now these betting companies need content to run their platforms so why don't we take the position of a content provider and provide content to these platforms now everybody is coming into africa but they are also coming in with their own games that perform in other foreign, markets foreign games yeah so even though it works in africa there's still the localized part of it right there's no fear of africa you know languages and all of those things and we thought about it that come on i mean this is like a niche for us to go into right i, I gave myself five years first of all right i wasn't like at the beginning, I was in a hurry, but along the line, I came to realize that I need to give myself a lot more time. So I gave myself five years. I told myself, if I do not make it in five years, I'm going to quit. Hmm. You understand? So that was that was, that was was the aim I gave myself, right? So and pushing, 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 pushing. Now, a lot, I can I can basically walk into places and people recognize me and say, oh, this is Found Shaft, right? I might not be, the company might not be as popular as we want it to be, right? Because we are still growing. We are still, in fact, at the infancy stage, right? But it is not where we were two years ago. Now we have the recognition and, you know, so what we are trying to do now, we assign to, like, the biggest um, aggregators, the biggest platform providers. All we need to do now is complete integration. You understand? So it's, it's that's, that's like, what... That's how we got to being Africa's first high gaming studio. And it's not just being the first for the name, right? It's just about we taking the lead, right? And we want to create... An infrastructure we want to create a system where people can throw our scars come into the industry and also make something out of it mm. you understand we want to be like the scapegoats right just to make this a possibility yeah because platform providers for example in kenya we're already having these guys these guys are building their own platforms right so platforms are like the infrastructure on which the sports book works or the sports betting company works 
So the Kenyan guys are already doing their own. You understand? Just that they don't, they've not like moved into games, but they are already building that part of it. Mm. So, and now I'm in Nigeria and also building that part of it. And I also have like team members in Kenya and all of that. So we are like Nigerians and Kenyans. There's this observation that was made some years back about a particular part of this country, right? For instance, if someone starts mm. selling corn right on the roadside and the person is making money, leave that place and come back the next day, you see ten more corn sellers on that like, same road. <laughs> yeah, because everywhere on that, that is thriving, road, yeah. people want to tap into it. But now, let me ask you this. Is it that there is something that is restricting these people? Because, you know, you being Africa's first iGaming evolution studio, that is amazing, right? But then I'm asking myself, why are there, like, why is this something that has not happened before? What What is the reason? Is there any restriction in part of Africa that is making Africans not look into this part of tech? So, so, yeah, this, this, uh, thank you for that question, because, um, Oh, this is a very, very important question. So, as of when I, as when I started this journey, there was also another company that was going to follow what I was doing, or they already had the initiative to. I would not mention the name of the company, right? But along the line, they kind of they, they created a product and they tried to become an operator, right? I mean, everybody needs money to be able to scale. So, what I think has helped us is personally for me as the owner of the company is. A couple of things persistence resilience courage those three things right i i do not give up easily right and once i like set myself on a goal i try to make sure i, I achieve it and that is not without saying i also pray right i'm a very i'm a very strong believer i believe in jesus christ i believe in the gospel and i think that as what i mean the faith works has also kept me you know aligned with what i'm trying to build right so i kind of have something that pushes me from the spiritual right so on that part going back to the company i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. now it is the resilience to move forward i've spent so much money trust me so much money not everybody or every investor can go on a very long run spending so much money right without getting anything back so some do not have the fortitude to go the, the long term mm-hmm. So once we get into it and see that oh man, scaling is kind of difficult, they all pull out. So until where there is a company that can come out and make business, that's when everybody begins to look. So right now I can tell you that all these investors, all these guys that have a zeal to do what I'm doing, they are all waiting to see how big Shark's Evolution gets. Yeah. Trust me, by the end of the year, you're going to see a lot of entrants because everybody now wants a bite of the pie and they have seen that since sharks evolution can do it we can do it so it's, it's, it's a thing of just like fintech how did fintech become so big right a couple companies were able to raise funds and started doing like a lot of good stuff and before you knew it you know people begin to enter the industry so it's, i'm expecting the industry to like this particular content industry to get like much bigger right so i already have a device the plan to say okay once i scale like i want to get to I create a system that also empowers these common companies so they can ride on what I've done. Okay. So what I've done will make it like easier for them to actually get whatever they want to get. 
Mm, that is really that is really nice, and it's going to be really helpful for even those who are not yeah. yet companies, people who are just having that um, incubation of exactly. the plan in their head. So when that happens, just keep us in the loop. Maybe, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. So you have told us about how you know how I should go, what I should do when I want to start in this space. You have told us about yeah. getting relationships, identifying your niche, and creating content, marketing that content. Yeah. And then you mentioned money yeah. as a, a like a major factor in starting yeah. an evolution studio. What other roadblocks uh, did you think that, uh, or did you face, and what roadblocks are actually on the way for someone who might be starting up? You need money. I'm not going to lie to you. You need money because I mean, if you're not the tech guy, I'm not a tech guy myself, right? So I need I need to build a team. I need to have a team. I need to fund the team. I need to pay for server costs. I need to pay for different other teeny bitty costs mm-hmm. that come along with creating a company, right? Mm-hmm. You need to get an email. You need to pay for that for secure um, SSL certificates before there are like a bunch of other things that I have to pay for every month aside even paying my team right so there's the financial aspect mm. so that's where we come in to say um where we have individual game developers so you can come to us tell me okay you have this idea this is how it works this game is gonna work I will take the game if this is half built if it is completed I can take the game and help you sell it right all you need to do is we sign an agreement and, you know, the other commercial parts. Even if it's just an it's idea. Like, even if it's just an idea. So far, I like it and I feel like it can work. Hmm, okay. Right? I'll do that. So, so for, for, for then the other part is, like I've mentioned earlier, you know, during the, the conversation is relationships. But I think I think for, for every other person that just wants to come into the market, you can just reach out to me. We'll speak whatever it is that you are, that you're talking, you know, because everybody has their own peculiar Pages or where they are. Some might have money, but they don't have ideas. Some might have ideas and money, but they require the team or they require the necessary staff. Okay, what are the right things to build on? Right, you can always like come to me and I can like give you the other little details that you you know you need okay. to know and everything. Okay, speaking about right. so, oh, you know uh, that's that's <laughs> you mentioned that you have to get the right team. So tell us about the team the people that you get to make up that team for you to have an evolution studio? Yeah, you need full-stack developers, right? You need the backend, you need the content, you need a UI UX person, you need a game designer, you need a product manager, you need a, a DevOps, you need creative designer, you need, yeah, front-end backend. I think that's those are like basic, those are the basic pieces, those are the key guys that you need to have in your team. So once you have all of them, they also need the matter. Mathematician. Yeah, because it has to do with um, the mathematician comes in when it has to do with calculation of outcomes, probabilities, and all of those other things. So you need the mathematician, the mathematician to you know help with um, mathematical aspects of each thing. So those that's that's like those are the basic things you need. Then as a founder, what fundamental skill should you possess? <laughs> as a founder, you need people management. Number one, you must be able to handle people. Right, very very important. You must be able to handle people. Um, you must know how to make decisions. You must possess management skills. You must have. In fact, you know what? I think I would just say this: you need, as a man, as a first, as a founder, you need to have knowledge of everything. You need to have accounting knowledge. You need to have management knowledge. You need to have HR knowledge. You need to know how to, you know, understand code. You need a bit of every single thing. 
because as a founder at that point, you are basically the one doing everything. So you're able to begin to hire, you know, people for these different things. I mean, when you become a bigger company now, you can afford them. You can now afford an HR, afford this, afford that. But for a start, you're basically the same person doing everything. All right, it is Africa Tech Radio, and you're listening to Back to Base. My name is Lillian, and Panshak is here with us, giving us his two cents about this, okay? And today the topic is, is starting an iGaming studio profitable in Nigeria, okay? We have talked about how one can start. We've talked about why is Shaq's evolution is the first. For something to be the first, it means that it has not, not been existing in the African space, not Nigerian space, not West African space. I'm talking about all of Africa. And that is really concerning. So we have talked about that as well. And now let's just go into this. I want to talk about projections. Because you know that with everything concerning tech, everything changes. What you think you know now, you cannot take that to the bank in six months' time. People are cooking things on a regular. They don't just tell you they are cooking until it's done. ChatGPT came and changed a lot of things, right? So, can you tell us the projections yeah. for this particular space in, say, five years' time? What is changing? Or what it will change? What do you think will change? Well, Africa as a industry is on really like growing, and it was projected to be um, what about I think I think one hundred and twenty-five or twenty-seven billion by twenty twenty-seven. So, for 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 the gambling space, right? In the next five years, we definitely going to have a bigger we're going to have um, exits from like exits by other companies that also came into the space. I expect that the the um, content creation space will also get bigger. I expect that there should be more more competitors for my own company myself, who will also be in the space also working. My prediction is that Kenya takes the lead in development because they are they are currently, they are currently ahead of Nigeria in that, in that angle, right? I don't know if South Africa will be interested in this, but fingers crossed, you know. Fingers crossed. But we're expecting a bigger space, right? I can't give you um, volumes or give you numbers in terms of revenues, right? I do not have that in my head. But I know, like, things are going to get really, really interesting. We're going to have, like, more player activity across different game niches. So, and for Shark's Evolution, the next five years, we'll be in a very, very big space. We should be distributing games across the world by then because we should have acquired our licenses by then. And, you know, we should have, like, other, you know, companies that will be under us we are taking along with us and then we are also definitely going to be a big player in the retail space and just for just for a little sweetener right just 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 a little more information we'll be releasing two of our retail products this year so quite interesting ones everyone should look out for that that's nice do you think that the government or governments of different countries will start a clamp down on this space Yes, I expect that to happen. Because right, um, I think not more, not exactly a clampdown. Maybe legislation, right? Much more control in terms of regulations. And because right now, because the space is not big, there are no requirements for you know gaming studios. So I'll give you an example in Europe, for example, or other markets. Right, we have different kind of licenses that you need to acquire before you can you know offer your content in these markets. So for the UK, we have UKGC, we have MGA, Asmota, we have Krakow. Then certain countries have their own licenses. So for example, South Africa, they have their own license for a game provider like Shark Evolution Studio, right? I think we should also, we should be getting to South Africa 
in a couple of months. I expect that more because there'll be more players now in the content creation space. So we should have some level of regulation, you know. All right. So that's, that's, and that's then you it. mentioned how, you know, this space might change, your projections for the space in, say, five years. Um, how do you think upcomers should approach this change? Uh, well, because it's really unpredictable, right? Do more research, read read more, because, I mean, you want to be the first to know about what's changing. And fortunately enough, there are some writers who are able to write and, you know, some people who are also able to predict certain changes in the future based on patterns and based on their own forecast. So it would be good if you can always be in tune with those kind of people, right? Read content and uh, try to see what is happening, what is changing. Which legislation or which uh, regulation will be affecting your business in the next couple of years, right? I mean, the, the technological space changes a lot. There always one, there's always this new thing, that new thing. You know, recently there was a clampdown on one operator by, I think, uh, was it Dutch or something, in a Dutch company or so. So things are changing. You just need to be aware, right? And now we're getting to the time of um, gamble awareness, uh, you know, saying no to underage gaming. So you really want to be on top of all of that and make sure that whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, um, you are ready for it. Just be on top of it. Okay. When you were starting on the live, I'm just curious about this. When you were starting live, um, out in live, when you wanted to go into uni, was this something that you had at the back of your mind? Like, someday I'm going to start something like this or I'm going to start something related to this? Or was it just when you were working at that particular platform and your former workspace that you thought about this? Working with a sports betting company also aided where I am now. Mm-hmm. And the, basically, to be honest, right, it was the idea that I had that I just decided to run with. I kind of found like something I feel like would be really good to work on and I decided to just, you know, go for it. That's, that's just the trick. But what did you study in school? Well enough, I studied accounting. Mm. I, studied, I studied accounting in University of Lagos. So I never, ever did anything <laughs> accounting related since I that school. Let me but know, what did you do? So I was more of in the creative and marketing mostly, marketing space mostly, the advertising operations, then also strategic roles. Yeah, and this is what I always say, whenever you want to transition into any aspect of tech, what you have already can be that platform that you stand on to continue. You said you did marketing, you also studied accounting and you have been in the creative space. So all this knowledge that you have is what is helping you right now in this particular space and, and I think that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So yeah, thank you very much for joining us today on Africa Tech Radio. How are you to be reached on, on social media platforms? Thank you for having me. Really insightful conversation. For social media you can reach me man like Panchak. Man like Panchak. Panchak is spelled P-A-N-S-H-A-C-K. So man like Panchak, but uh, I think you can just write me on LinkedIn at Akinlaja IFM Panchak. Okay. Before we leave, oh, is there is there a co- community for this platform? Because you said that you are open to helping people, but if there's any need for people to get to other people in this space, is there a community for this particular platform? At the moment, there's no community. I can say I am the community. So un- until until we become like, but I think I'm looking to that when I get like people who are also more interested in doing this, so, so it's a great community and you know help each other out. But for now, there's not. 
All right. You see, there are so many different fields in tech, and if we start listing them, we might not totally exhaust them. On Back to Base, what we're doing is to shed a light on these different fields, pioneers, innovators, and founders, their journey so far, the stumbling blocks they faced on their way. And we just had a discussion with Ayofemi Akinaja, the founder and CEO of Shark's Evolution Studios, on the topic, is starting an iGaming studio profitable in Nigeria? Because no matter how much you want to start something, if you don't make money out of it, you, unless it's an NGO, your body will start doing somehow, you know, to be peppering you. So is it even profitable? And the answer is yes, right? It is 100% profitable if you play the game right. Yes. He has also spoken extensively on the field as a whole. And uh, there you have it. Back to Base airs every Monday on Africa Tech Radio. You can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms. Do also follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram at A Tech Radio, on Facebook and Twitter at Africa Tech Radio. Thank you very much once again for joining us and have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on AfricaTechRadio.com.